One of the joys of my life during a previous life before we moved here last year was being a part of a crew of a sailboat. And some of you have maybe heard about this before because it, as it turns out, there are a lot of spiritual lessons to be gained from sailing. Uh, but just to set the scene a little bit, the boat that I was a part of was a 50-foot 50 50 foot sailboat. And we would go out and race the boat on Wednesday evenings. And to sail a boat like that, it took, well, the way that boat was rigged, at least, it took 10 to 12 people most nights that we went out. It was a beautiful thing when you're all sailing together. And when you get to the point where you're practically reading each other's minds, it's like one organism. And the part that I would do, I wasn't the most valuable member of the team, but I had spent enough time out on the water. I knew the names of most of the parts of the boat. I knew how to do the maneuvers. And my part was to be foredeck. So I was up in the front of the boat, in front of the mast, out to the tippy part. And we would go out sometimes in big weather. And sometimes the weather was so severe that they would call the races off and the smaller boats would turn and go back into the harbor. But because we could, and because we wanted to, we would head out a little further out into the sea and see what we would see. And those nights, I'll never forget, being out there, especially on the front of the boat, when the geometry of the craft would cause the front to rise and to fall with the swells. Sometimes you'd go up 12 feet all at once and then drop down, practically free-falling. And I remember looking out over the side of the deck, and on the side of the deck of a boat like that, typically there are cables, little metal cords that go around so that people can kind of hold on and be held in. But they're thin and you can look right through them. And you know what they're called is lifelines. And I remember looking out over the lifelines, looking at those waves, looking at that sea, and thinking, if one of us went into that cold water right now, it'd be very hard to get back in. And storms are on my mind right now because we've seen some weather recently. We've had uh, a hurricane that turned into a tropical storm that came right by Washington, D.C. We got to experience some serious weather, not as serious as other places in the East Coast. I'm also thinking about storms because of the story that we hear today of Jesus when he walks on the water in the midst of a storm. I'm also thinking about storms because we're living in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic. And it's like a storm that affects every person on the globe. And I've heard the phrase, and perhaps you have too, that a very good phrase, a well-intentioned phrase, which is, Remember, we're all in the same boat here. The problem is, it would be a better description, I believe, if we acknowledge that really we are in different boats. Some of the boats are more vulnerable than others, but we are all in the same storm. Now the disciples, they find themselves in a relatively small boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee at night. What had happened earlier that day, let's remember, was when Jesus did the miracle of feeding the 5,000 plus people with the loaves and the fishes. But then when that is over, as the evening comes, he tells them, get in the boat, go to the other side. And he goes up 
to the top of a mountain, to be in solitude. And in the middle of that night, and we know it's about three in the morning, the disciples find winds and waves that are coming and overtaking them. And somehow Jesus knows that this is happening, mysteriously. And he finds his way to be there with them. And his way to be there with them is to walk across the water straight to where they are. And they see him coming along the surface of the water, but they don't recognize that it's him. And this would not be the last time that they don't recognize the identity of Jesus. It's also not the last time that they panic in fear. But as he gets nearer to them, he calls out and he says, take heart, it is I. Or the Greek could also be translated as I am, which is a clue to who he is, because that is one of the names of God. Now to picture this scary scene, I think that often when people think about Jesus walking on water, they're picturing something perhaps during the day. They're picturing the surface of the water being flat enough that you can imagine setting your feet on it and walking, but this is not that at all. You can imagine the surface was hardly a surface and it was three in the morning in the dark. And so of course they're frightened and they're confused, but he says, take heart, it is I. I am. And then what happens next is Peter does a very Peter-like thing, and he goes to the front of the crowd on the side of the boat, and he calls out, and he asks Jesus to command him to come out onto the water to be there with him. Jesus says, okay, come out, be with me. And Peter jumps over the side of the boat. Now, could you imagine doing such a thing at that hour in a condition like that? But Peter does, and he is actually walking on the water briefly. He is looking at Jesus and walking towards him, but then he starts to look at other things. And his gaze comes away from the face of Jesus and moves towards the wind and the waves and the weather and the peril. And Peter himself begins to, to sink. And at that point, Jesus reaches out his arm and he says, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And he saves Peter. And it is only when they get back into the boat that the seas calm. At a time like now, when we are living in the middle of a storm, it is good to remember that even as we are in different boats, we are in the same storm. In a radical time like this, a radical pandemic calls for radical compassion. I do not believe the call right now is a call to safety. It is a call to love one another, to see one another, to take care of one another. And interestingly, if we fulfill that call to compassion, we will get safety thrown in. In a storm, it matters where we look. Are we going to look to the danger or are we going to look to the hope? Will we look with eyes that will see in the faces of others the face of Christ? Amen.